Hey, what's up? This is Jim Search from Swatches and Boomboxes. Check it out. We have moved. We are no longer at podcast.com. We have moved to blueberry.com. What does that mean for you? That means that you should resubscribe to us. That's right. Resubscribe to Swatches and Boomboxes so we can keep giving you all of our classic information about all the good hip-hop stuff you like. So please, once again, resubscribe to Swatches and Boomboxes and enjoy the show. When I was little, my father was famous. He was the greatest samurai in the empire. And he was the shogun's decapitator. He cut off the heads of 131 lords. It was a bad time for the empire. The shogun just stayed inside his castle and he never came out. People said his brain was infected by devils. My father would come home. He would forget about the killings. He wasn't scared of the shogun, but the shogun was scared of him. Maybe that was the problem. Then, one night, the shogun sent his ninja spies to our house. supposed to kill my father but they didn't <laughs> that was the night everything changed and we're doing it now now we're on so here it is it's uh Swatches and boom boxes uh what is this episode this is episode 22 22 the deuce deuce yep. uh you know we're uh we're pretty pumped uh this is a special episode uh you know the thing about jim jam studios is that we always break ground you know what i mean i'm always trying to step the game up uh you know we have our guest who's here but we're about to get into that in a second yeah, but you know as we always do at the top we got to plug uh swatches and boom boxes at yep. gmail.com uh also you can find us on twitter at swatches and boom uh, you know, so definitely hit us up there. And of course me, you can find me, Jim search at, at Jim search on Twitter. You can go on Instagram, find me there a bunch of the same Jim search. And of course, uh, go to jimsearchcomedy.com. You can find all my stand up shit here. And, uh, you know, I'd like to think that, you know, I am, uh, I'm the sole controller of this, but I'm not because there is a half. There's another half to this operation. There's 50%. Right, I am fifty percent of this operation. <laughs> so on the other side of the table is the internationally known, locally respected Neil Charles, and uh, you can find me at neilcharles.com, and also you can find me on Instagram at certified hilarious, and you can find me on Twitter at neilcharlesftw for the win. Because yep. this episode we are winning quite oh, a bit, big time. This is a big, this is a <laughs> banner banner episode. Uh, you know, so we are going to introduce our guest and our guest, uh, our guest on the show today, uh, has, uh, tuned in, uh, to the show, uh, pretty dope, pretty dopely, if that's a word, it, uh, it consistent. is now, it yes. is now, uh, he's, uh, definitely checked us out and, you know, thrown us, uh, thrown us a couple, thrown us some shots, uh, yep. dope shots, not yep. to mind you yep. on Twitter, uh, <laughs> letting us know sometimes, you know, we don't bring a hundred percent and we owe it, but we appreciate it and it's all love and we want to introduce legendary Terrell 713. What's up, man? How's it going? Welcome. I'm in the, uh, I'm in the building. Shit. People was, yeah, technically it's Terrell 713. So it's a dichotomy. Oh, you know, lucky check, number yeah, seven, unlucky happening? number 13. And it's a longer explanation that I think I want to delve into right now. Yeah. But just for the heads up, 713. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man, it's uh, it's great to have you on the show, dude. You know, uh, we uh, we reached out to you on Twitter. Yep. And we were like, yo, man, if you could pick an album, what album would you pick? Mm -hmm. And uh, you went with what uh, is probably one of my uh, personal favorites. And uh, from one of, and I, I was actually in a, I was in conversation with a friend yesterday about it, about who was on my top five, and this dude made it on there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're going with Liquid Swords mm -hmm. from the Elder Clansman, the Jizza. Yeah. 
you know, now I got to ask, uh, Tay, where, t- where were you when, when this album dropped? Where were you? In uh, at this point, I was uh, in, in college. Uh, this is my, that would have been my second year of college. Okay. Like just, just starting. And uh, it, it was, it was huge. You know, 95 was a gigantic year for anybody who's Wu-Tang fans because yep. it was everything that year. It was, uh, yeah. it was dirty. It was Ray. You know yep. what I'm saying? Everybody dropped that year. Yep. And so they closed out the year. This was the, the last one they uh, they came out with. I want to say maybe September, October of, of, of 95 was when they dropped Liquid Swords. So I was in school and just waiting for it. You know, because I knew, I knew it was coming, you know, the source and all that so forth I've been talking about it and so forth. So finally it arrived. And uh, it it is one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, it you know it, you know I went to uh, and I, I tweeted you about it and I tried to get Neil to go, but uh, we we were a couple of you trying to get Neil to go yeah. and he missed out. Yeah, but yeah, we uh, uh, I went to go see Jizza uh, perform Liquid Swords live. He did yeah. an entire album, and it was beyond fucking dope. It was just him. Uh, you know, he, uh, in fact, you know, and I posted the link, uh, took a video of it, but he did a cover of Old Dirty's uh, Shimmy Shimmy Ya. Yeah, yep, yep. So uh, I, got to, I got to see him perform it here in Cleveland um, two, three years back. It was uh, j- just him and uh, a lot of mathematics, you know, the old school. I mean, if you've been listening to Wu-Tang forever, you know, oh, that, yeah. was their tra- that was their traveling DJ. Yep. So it was just him, him and mathematics, and uh, it is, it was a show. Oh, it, 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 it one of my one of the best shows I've been to like ever. So where uh, where was it in Cleveland? I used to live in Cleveland the, actually. Oh really? Oh, at, at the Grog Shop out there in Cleveland Heights. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to live I used to live in downtown Cleveland. John uh, Bruton, okay. uh, funny comedian out in Cleveland, has a show there now. Oh no, nice. shit. Yeah. So go go check him out. Uh, but yeah, I uh, yeah I used to I used to live in Cleveland uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, yeah they. Uh, no, I mean they never. I mean this was uh, probably 2004. I think I was okay. there, but uh, no, I never got, never got it. That, that it must have been a dope show because again, I, oh for sure. You know when I uh, when I saw him uh, when I saw he was at this uh, place called City Winery mm-hmm. uh, here in the city in New York, and uh, you know it, it's crazy. One of the crazy things about that concert is that, and this just <laughs> uh, is going to show all of our ages here. But uh, that crowd was uh, 30 and up. <laughs> yeah, that's about, right. that's about accurate. <laughs> yeah, there was, and I shit you not, there was a Swedish family of four sitting next to me. And I was like, God damn. If this, this is not 1995, not, not 96, man. Not even a little bit. But, you know, I mean, it just goes to sh- And, you know, it was, it was a dope setting. You know, for uh, for the album, and uh, you know, he really, you know, he he brought it. Like, I don't know how he's got to be in his fifties. He think. is exactly fifty. Is he? Yes. The Jizza is fifty years old, and uh, you'd you know, it just you you wouldn't you wouldn't think it. Like, I had to look it up because I didn't want to get fact checked. <laughs> you didn't want to get fact check real time. Yep. No, yep. no. It's easier to read than it would be to probably hear. Uh, I think at this point, right? But uh, no, I. Uh, so I. Where was I? I was. Um, I was. So I was like fourteen, fifteen years old. I just got into Wu Tang. Like I just. Uh, mm-hmm. My friend put me on to um, uh, the RZA. And I was like, oh, shit, who, who is this scientific mm-hmm. dude talking all this shit? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I went to go pick up Liquid Swords. And I remember uh, I used to ride around with a friend of mine and uh, we smoke a lot of weed and we listened to it. And uh, I was just like, yo, man, this guy is a deep, deep motherfucker, man. And he was just he was just talking some next level shit. And I mean, this album still holds up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without a doubt. Neil, where where were you uh, when this dropped? I was in high school. Um, let's see. I think I was a junior in high school uh, when this dropped. But before that, um, we saw the 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 just a symbol. We saw the Wu-Tang, like the, the W, with the extra piece to make it a G at a bus stop. Shit. And I told my friends at school, I was like, yo, it's a G. It's some Wu-Tang shit, and it's coming out. And they didn't believe me, so we went to that bus stop. 
And then I remember my friend, he climbed the bus stop and it was like a, it was a Wu-Tang sticker. It was a genius sticker. Right. He cut it off with like a box cutter and then we brought it back to school (laughs) that next day. That's some real. I, yes. I definitely have that that sticker or you know a version of it upstairs in the attic, along with like a grip of sources and uh, and 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 stress and double XL from around that time period. It's like my hip hop crate that's in my attic. Ah, uh, dope, man. That shit. You know, I thought about this, uh, guys. I thought about trying to find an unopened copy of this of Liquid Swords and buying mm-hmm. it and just holding on to it. Mm-hmm. And same with uh, Enter the Thirty Six Chambers, just because like this is that's the, I mean that's gonna be something you pass down, man. Like right. if you, you don't there is it. a there's a gorgeous collection of Thirty Six Chambers that they just uh, they got for sale on uh what is it Get Down? I want to say it's Get Down. Okay. And uh, it's like it's like the whole album spread over forty fives in this like like nice little case. Oh shit, man! That's what that you buy buy and keep that one if you're gonna buy and keep one. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, they have, like, the collector's edition, that sort of thing, which I... Yeah. Uh, side note, um, I just sent uh, Neil a, uh, this link, but they have one for Sean Price. Yep. They have, like... Yeah, yeah. All, like, every mixtape, all that shit in, like, a collector's box, and they put all these stickers and shit in it, which, uh, you know, is pretty dope in and of itself. But that's that's a different episode, right? We're, yeah. we're talking about <laughs> the genius, the jizza. The Abbott, uh, no, you ain't the Abbott. Uh, the Justice Allah from Brooklyn. Uh, but yeah, let's. I mean, let's get into it, man. You know, we've been talking all. I've been talking all things genius. Let's let's do it. Yep. So, uh, first track, uh, Liquid Swords, which I mean, the opening. Like, how do you, how do you, you know, uh, compete with that as an opening track, man? You have when I was little. My father was famous. He was the greatest samurai in the empire. It's such a brooding, and it just pulls you the fuck in, man. I would argue one of the greatest intros in hip hop history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I don't, I'm not not the mince words, but when that album opens up, it opens up with such uh, cinematic grace. I guess is how I'd word it. But Ooh, you're yeah. like, holy, we about to go somewhere when when, I, when the first time I heard this was like insane. And so, and then, yeah, I. And I think, um, I mean, obviously this goes without saying, like, if you don't know how this works with any Wu-Tang album, but, you know, it heavily sampled Kung Fu film. Uh, I think it's, uh, what is it, Legend, uh, or was it Shogun? Shogun Assassins. Shogun Assassins, yeah. yep. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and it just opens, and then we get into it, and and that was the night everything changed. And then it mm-hmm. cuts to RZA, yep. and they're at a show, mm-hmm. and... You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, when I went to go see, uh, when I saw Jizz in concert, he talked about the hook of this when the MCs came to live out their name, that shit. Uh, RZA, uh, the, the story he was telling about it is that, like, they had that that hook they were talking about back and forth. And Rizzo's like, yo, man, why don't you do that hook? Remember when the MCs came to live out the name? And Jizzo's like, nah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then, <laughs> but then... All of a sudden, the RZA jumped into it, and then they just it took off from there. And you know, I uh, one of the things I li- like because all these songs I listen to uh, and I play chess to, but this is probably the track that I really get into it, and I feel like I'm like I could probably beat the Jizz in a game of chess if I listen to Liquid Swords. No, that's probably not true. <laughs> that ain't- oh, my- you know, it's uh, but no, it's you know, the, just when the you know the the hook the hook is dope, and the, like I just I can't say enough about about Liquid Swords, man. You know, when you talk classic '90s hip hop, this is it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we have so we have Liquid Swords, and then at like as if Liquid Swords isn't enough, right? We jump we jump right into Duel of the Iron Mike, right? Which, again, right, like the samples, you know, obviously shout out to RZA for the sampling and the beat production and everything like that. But, you know, picture bloodbaths and elevator shafts, murder was a type of genuine crap. Like, what a picture you're painting, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you got uh, you got Master Killer on there, Inspector Deck. 
And, uh, of course, none other than the old dirty bastard. <laughs> just, who just pretty much, you know, at, one of the things I like about him on this album is that he just uh, screams and sings. Like, that was... <laughs> that's what he does. That's, 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 what, that's what we love about him. That's what you Dirty know? did, and that's yep. what Dirty do, right? But, uh, you know, Duel the Iron Mike was um, another... It's, I mean, all these songs paint a picture. You know what I mean? They all tell a story. But this one, you know, you just see, like, the just drug dealing in the 90s in a dirty-ass project, man. Mm-hmm. That's what the fuck I'm hearing. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, I like... I don't know. This... It's a toss-up between, I think, Duel, and we'll get into it later, but Fourth Chamber, because Ghostface stole, you know, I think Ghostface uh, steals a lot. Not steals a lot, but, like, steals the scene on a couple tracks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and Fourth Chamber, Fourth Chamber is that. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I think uh, as we, as we kind of just move, we uh Tay, we may bounce around a lot. Just I mean, you've listened to the show, but like, well, we may go because uh, you know I, I we may jump into Killer Hill one hundred three hundred four, but <laughs> because that's that's the one that like you know because you know obviously we have like the aliases, the Wu Gambino aliases, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's such it's so dope. Like, I mean, fuck it, let's go to Killer. I'm, we're we're gonna go. Is that cool? Can we jump around a little bit? Get it in, get it in, get it in. All right. He's like, <laughs> let's roll. Uh, so, you know, I like, and this is, uh, I've never, have you, have you ever called it Hell's Wind Staff? That no. Track? It's Killer Hills. <laughs> That's what I always say. It's weird when I, when you look at the the cover and it's like, like, you know, like on the back of it, the songs are in this weird. It's like, a story. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, like a paragraph, whatever. And it's like. I've never thought this song was Hell's Wednesday. <laughs> so it's, it's so random that they called it that. Yeah, it just I never I never understood that. And then we had like there was like the Hell's Wind staff on uh uh or what's his name talks about it on uh oh God, I think it's like on Wu Tang Forever maybe. Uh Feel the Craft on the Hell's Wind staff. Yep. But yeah. anyway, uh so yeah, so it's Killer Hills one oh three oh four and uh the song opens up with um Riza uh, uh having uh having a nice uh nice sit down lunch somewhere. Uh it sounds like it's outside. And uh you hear uh you hear a couple other of the Wu Gambinos around. Uh we got Noodles and I believe Lucky Hands is with him, uh if I, if memory serves. And uh uh we have a gentleman who now, what's the speculation on what he was getting paid twenty thousand dollars for? I'm I'm not I'm not quite sure what he's getting this twenty for. Uh, now, obviously, I don't think it's on the up and up. <laughs> I, agreed, agreed. I, I'm I'm willing to bet that uh, this gentleman that uh, who's receiving this money is not writing this off on any sort of tax bracket. Probably not. Probably no, not. no, not even a little bit. Nope. But then, uh, then we find out um, that he. Uh, uh, well, I think who does RZA get a phone call from midway through the conversation? I, they don't. They don't actually point out who he got a phone call from, but he got a phone call about uh, uh, Don Rodriguez. Yes, Don Rodriguez. <laughs> Don Rodriguez from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And now, what's so cold about this, and what I dig, is uh, RZA gets this information, right, that uh, the guy he's about to pay is ratting or is working with Don Rodriguez and ratting him out, right? Doesn't even blink. You just hear him go, okay, all right, thanks. And that's it. (laughs) It's it's pretty safe to assume that uh, this guy he's talking to is about to be murdered, right? Like, because if you're in cahoots and Don is down at 120 Precinct right now singing his ass off like a fucking bird, life of a drug dealer, and then <laughs> Killer Hill 10304, which uh, located uh, Staten Island, yep. uh, which you know wouldn't wish on my own worst enemy at this point <laughs> in this at this point in the game, but uh, no, I mean this track just talks about 
a lot of drug like it talks about drug dealing but from like almost like a Nas like perspective mm-hmm. of like narrating the whole story mm-hmm. and just like the wit I think that Jizza has really just paints a picture of all these just crime this look I just I just picture a crime ridden street of deceit and dope shit that I would never wish for my family. That's a that's a one verse song. Yeah. And it's it, I mean it seems like you know it's a, the a tale that they could go forever but like nah he just did that one that's one go. Yep. Yeah. It's amazing. And you know life of a drug and then you have like the the singing in the background. I mean it's very a very hood mobster sort of uh sort of run with it. And that's the thing is is that and that's what makes Jizza so dope is that I mean, he's able to paint that picture in a verse, right? And you're able to fill in so much on your end. Because, you know, I certainly have the visions of, like, what this what this song holds afterwards and all that. But, uh, and again, we're, we're bouncing around because it's hip-hop. So you hip-hop around on tracks. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. This is my album. Uh, he wrote it for me, uh, but no, uh, we, you know, we get into, uh, and again, this is what makes, this is what makes these guys so dope, man, is, uh, there are these like, uh, 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 tandems that you see that you don't see very often and you see like one of the dope, uh, back and forth on shadow boxing with, uh, with Method Man and Jizza. And now let me ask you, Tay, who, who took this, uh, who took this track? Uh, I always vote for the the genius because he the Jizza was always he was always my favorite member of the clan. So I'm always gonna lean toward him <laughs> because he just did. Meth Meth does go off, but I don't know, man. Something about the way the Jizza Jizza goes on this one. See, you know, as much as this is my album, I it's just something about I break it down to the bone grizzle, ill speaking scud missile, heat seeking Johnny Blaze. Mm-hmm. Whereas mine is I slayed MCs back in the rep room era. Mm. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, what the fuck? That's that's bananas. That's a bonkers ass way to start a verse. It's, it's again. <laughs> yeah, it it's these. Are, this is a very meth versus chef conversation, which I mean, we're you know we're waiting for somebody to uh, to step up to to cow, but uh, no, this is definitely one of those back and forth where you know method man. I don't know, man. I go I go meth, but. I understand a Jizza argument. I mean, it is his album, and he also is, you know, he's the dopest. He's, I mean, when they form like Voltron, he's the head. He's the head. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the dude. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I will give you uh, uh, when he, uh, uh, when Jizza on this uh, track, he uh, when he pulls off, rounds him off to the nearest third. That's pretty <laughs> dope. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's very mathematical about about a lot of the shit that he pulls off because you know it's science, right? Um, now, oh, I will say this because uh, again we're going all over the place, but uh, with Fourth Chamber, uh, when I was at that Jizza concert, I saw a dude had a T-shirt from uh, it was a T-shirt and it had a picture from the movie. I don't know the movie. I don't know if it's Shogun. It might be, but it's a choose a sword. You will join me. Choose a ball, and you join your mother in death. That line at the beginning yeah. of Fourth Chamber. He had a picture of like the 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 uh, Japanese flick, the kung fu flick, mm-hmm. with that quote at the bottom. And I was like, "What? Where the fuck did you get this from?" Wow. There was a lot of that. I don't know if uh, when you saw Jizza uh, out in out in Cleveland. If there was just did, did a lot of kids show up with just a lot of Wu Tang paraphernalia on, just standard just standard Wu uh, Wu shirts and stuff like that there. So nothing uh nothing outlandishly awesome like that. That is kind of fantastic, man. Yeah, it was like you know it was one. Of, I don't really ever try and stop nobody about where they get their shit from. Just yeah. like yo, that's a tough T shirt. Where the fuck you? I don't I don't really play that. But I was really close to being like yo, where did where did that come from? Who <laughs> who created that? But now, uh, now this also begs a question. I open up to Neil and UT. Who uh, who took the fourth chamber? As I look through it, Ghost. 
You got to go. I thought about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is the sky blue? Why is water wet? Why did Judas rent the Romans while Jesus slept? Stand up, you out of luck like two dogs stuck. I <laughs> See, and I, you know, and it's crazy because I know, I, I mean, I pretty much know this song back to front, and Ghost versus Hot, yeah. but I go Killer Priest because. Says no matter how loud they get, throwing ground, spit, clutching fists, and throw up signs like a crip. I leave yeah. all types of fits. I leave them split like ass cheeks and rag pussy lips. You monster. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't really give it to Killer Priest. Like, it's very, know underrated. KP, very underrated. KP should get more love. I'm not going to lie to you. So I, I'm one of you guys who like heavy mental. So I no, I'm with it. you on that. I liked it. I thought, I thought it I, was dope. Heavy mental was a dope album. And. You know, is another one. And, you know, we, uh, Neil and I were talking about this, but the bonus track on this is Bible. Yep. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, it's just Kill a Priest. Yep. So, you know, it's safe to say that he's a fucking beast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Neil, who do you, are you going Killer Priest? No. But I, I feel like it's too close to call for me. I mean, with Ghost, I'm very biased. Okay. But Meth, he really put it down. Meth put it down. So I'll uh, see you know between those two. Yeah. The the Rizzo's verse, the Ayo camouflage chameleon, ninja skelly ability, no time to grab the gun. They already got your wife yeah, and children. Yeah. Maybe one of his greatest verses ever. Right. He does see the weakness of a man right through his iris, which is pretty. <laughs> that's pretty intense. Uh, I don't know if I've ever stared at another person and been able to do that. I mean, I've I've been pretty drunk before and angry, but. I don't know if I've been able to stare at a man and see the weakness through his iris. Uh, I was uh, I, I was writing notes earlier uh, just so I could be prepared, and uh, I had I had realized that the the Wook is consistently, especially on this album in particular, just like whipping up acronyms. Oh like, yeah, right, of course. Right in the middle of their verses, so like when he when he closes out with protons, electrons always cause explosions. He's just saying peace, and I was like, that's Yo, a dope way shit. to close Yo. out and say peace. I didn't realize that. Oh. Shit. Mind blown. Yeah. That's and see, like that's why this album is like it, I mean, and this sounds corny. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. But it, it play it reads like a good book. You oh know? no, it's not corny at all. There are no throwaway tracks on this album. There are none. Yeah, there's no right. sort of like, you know, uh bullshit. There's no fillers. No. I didn't I mean, you're hard pressed to find a filler on this one, right? Um but you know, that's why I love uh, – and I was going to post this on Twitter and Facebook, but, like, the one thing I can love and respect about nine, the 90s rap scene is that there were just so many acronyms that were thrown around mm-hmm. that, like, they'd be shoehorned in, you know? Like, uh, uh, although, what was it? Uh, if you – and we, we'll – I mean, we'll jump to I Got You Back, but we'll get into it deeper. But uh, criminals robbing innocent motherfuckers every time. It's so good. It's crime. Because <laughs> he it before that, it says, what is the meaning of crime? He literally defines it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or I guess he asked the question, is it criminals robbing innocent motherfuckers every time? Yeah. Is that is that what it is? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, and that's such like a, you know, again, I, I say it, but it's like it's such a uh, socioeconomic concept of like, is it, you know, or is it people robbing, is it people robbing innocent people every time? Or is it people who don't have anything left and they're left in the situation where they are prisoner of circumstance or like, I got to fucking do this and I don't really want to. Or are they robbing drug dealers? So like who, you know, there's so many layers to the morality of uh, of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's I mean, and that's another crazy track. Uh, but I, before we get into that, um, I did want to get into um, uh, uh, living in the world today. You can hear the slang that the Wu-Tang say. Um, This, I mean, as we kind of jump backwards a little bit, but uh, you have Liquid Swords, which is just a hard open and dual the iron mic. You want to stab somebody in a project hallway (laughs) when you hear that because it opens. And I was listening to it on the train. I was on my way home, uh, on my way to here uh, to do this. I was listening to dual the iron mic. I was on the four train. It was packed as fuck. And it was like, you know, or, uh, you know, I see you're using an old style. I wonder where you had learned it from. Mm. And like, I wondered, I was looking, looking at everybody just like, what is your subway training, your subway riding style? Who taught you this? <laughs> because this is such an amateur, like who taught you how to do this? And then like, I felt like someone wanted to duel with me on the train. 
Maybe maybe they did. I stared at them too long when I listened to this Wu-Tang song. Wu-Tang does that to you. That's <laughs> yeah. I can't listen yeah. to this stuff anymore because I'm getting no. too angry. I'm like, duh. But, uh, but then we get into living in the world today. You can hear the slang that the Wu-Tang say. Uh, now... My uh, the standout verse from this was, um, do you know about MC- do you know about MCing? I know a lot, but could you demonstrate something? I'd rather not. <laughs> 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 That's like, yeah, I really know how to rap. Show me. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't do that. You have to go get my shit because stacks is <laughs> nigga. That's what I got. Cash rules the world. Cash rules the spot. Like, I mean, just. I think, you know, every verse and every verse in this song, again, like, I mean, there were no filler tracks. There's really no filler verses on no. this. You know, there's not a word is spared on uh, on living in the world today. Uh, but then uh, what was I going to say? Did we uh, we didn't do cold world, uh, but uh, cold world, uh, you know, and well, before I do before I say this, uh, shame on me. Because I have the tape of -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. I have the cassette tape uh, somewhere, which I wish I knew where it was. But um, what I have on my phone now is I don't have all of the songs, so I'm missing gold. And uh, I think it's in – yeah, I'm missing gold, which uh, when he covered it at at the concert, I was like, holy shit. I forgot how dope that track is. But um, uh, but with Cold World, um, we ha- we ha- we showcase uh, the old dirty bastards' uh, singing prowess, if you will, uh, a man of many talents. And I know that it's like if you were to talk to someone who's like a singing professional, they'd think that this was uh, that old dirty was not a melodic singer, but it really does encapsulate you know just that fucking wild wildhood existence of living in that cold world. And, uh, you know, it's like when you open with, uh, it was the night before New Year's and all through the fucking projects, not a handgun was silent, not even a tech. How do you, you know, that, that picture, you know, it's, it's, it's for me, it's, it's vivid as fuck because I remember when, um, I went to go, this is before I moved to New York. I went to go visit a friend of mine who lived in Harlem and, uh, I was hanging out New Year's Eve, and uh, yeah, you'll definitely hear gunshots lick off in the air on New Year's Eve like a motherfucker if you're in the hood, man. So, yeah, I mean, and blood stained the ground or blood spilled and stained the ground in the dice game. There's just there's a lot of visuals for me with uh with that. Inspector Deck comes in. It's just fucking dope, man. I mean, See, I feel like he is criminally slept on. I feel like people do not give Deck his due. Uh, and he's really, really nice with his, man. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, Deck is one of those dudes who, you know, he, uh, you know, and it's it's great that, uh, I mean, he pops up. Uh, he's on here twice, uh, Dually Iron Mike and uh, 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 Cold World. And yeah, he really. I mean, his album too, "Uncontrolled Substance." I still have it. <laughs> I like that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's another. But yes, he he certainly is like the uh, the uh, the dark horse of of Wu Tang. Duck and handcuffs, throats get cut when Doe Russ out of town. Foes look shook, but still pose. Like, yo, man, what sort of? Uh, I can't. I'm telling you, man. I could talk. I could talk a real long time about all this shit. Uh, but uh, where was I gonna? Where was I gonna go next? Um, oh, uh, I was gonna go to uh, investigative reports, which uh, and again, like, what a great hook, man! Yeah. Done other, none other than uh, my person, one of my personal favorites, the light skinned Messiah, you God. Mm-hmm. Who, <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I saw I was listening to this interview uh, with Ray Kwan, and uh, they used to call him Baby Ice T. Back in- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is that holds. <laughs> yes, yeah, because he was an angry, light skinned dude, and it's great. But he's on the hook, and you know what is it? Rugged rhymesters, crooked crimesters, John droppers, twenty five to lifers, uh, backstabbers, low blowers, illegal cocaine growers. 
Now I don't know. He if like you... he like reps he like reps in like I am a pentameter or something. Like you can take any you got verse and put it over any beat and it works. Yes. And that like that off kil- off kilter flow is something that like you see that out of like the Staten Island contingent, uh, you know, you God, Ray and Ghost. Uh, who do that, you know, but you God's one of those guys who you're right. I mean, it is very iambic pentameter sort of uh, sort of flow that you're just like, that's so fucking dope. But um, I was going to say, uh, yeah. And then and then it's and again, you have that uh, that tandem uh, of the ghost and Ray outfit, which I mean, shit, when you talk uh, when you talk a rap duo, you're not. You ain't getting any better than Ray and Ghost. It's it's uh that's it. You're hard pressed. I mean, For sure. I think uh, you know maybe uh Styles and Jada behind them, but like, I mean, would you? Well, let me ask you, T. Uh, and this is a side note. Um, your favorite rap duo? We- uh, if we call Tip and Fife a duo, okay, then I say Tip and Fife. Yeah, we would. But yeah. Especially with this new joint where they really brought my man Jerobi through. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard to call them a duo. So right. then we just we jump over and we call we call Outcast uh the duo of choice. Uh right. Ghost and Ray are important to me, but it's just when I say like who are those guys, you know what I'm saying? It's it's probably Dre and uh and, and Benjamin from uh, Outcast. Yeah, I mean we uh we talked to, uh, we did uh Southern Playlist of Cadillac music a couple episodes back. With Dylan Stevenson, shout out to Diluno. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we did talk about the just the seamlessness of uh, of that crew, of those two dudes, and how you know just they uh, they don't miss a beat on each other, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, when it comes to, but I think uh, when it comes to just gritty crime rap, if I'm talking to two people, uh, I talk to Ray and Ghost, and it, you know, it's funny because I was listening to an interview with Ray. And, uh, and this is kind of the legend as to how they met up. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, uh, Ghost was the uh, uh, he's out of Park Hill. And uh, he was like the just he was the baddest motherfucker out of Park Hill. I like can believe it. He was the one that was just busting guns and just being a maniac. And uh, Ray was also the guy on the other side of the projects who was equally as bad as fuck. And so their reputation spread, and that's how they met up. Which, again, you know, I don't, I don't condone crime. Swatches and boomboxes doesn't tell you to go out there <laughs> and bust your guns and hustle crack. I don't know who's buying crack today, but just don't, don't uh, do that. Still, lots of people, but uh, people still buy crack. <laughs> that's beside the point. Okay, I would, I thought crack was out, man. Oh but... no, it's it's never gonna be out. Oh, okay, yeah. well, good. <laughs> I guess. Nah. Uh, thank, thank goodness for that. I'm like, why are we promoting that business? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> no, let's let's keep that shit popping, right? Uh, but no, uh, you know this uh, 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 investigative report. Um, also, and again, uh, RZA uh, comes through on just the production. I mean, I have to say that this uh, was I. I feel like one of I mean, one of RZA's, if I could put one of the top five out, like, production-wise from, like, those original members when he was doing all those beats, this album was one of the dopest ones beat-wise and sample-wise and product overall production-wise. I this, is, this was it for me. He always seems super proud of it. Whenever it would come in interviews or discussion, oh, I, I think I think he just really found, felt as if he found his, his, his groove at this point, you know? Yeah. So whenever whenever we come for discussion back in the day, it would be like, yeah, this album was it, it meant to be this and what I what I did here and so forth. So maybe that's just what it is. He was real excited about it himself, you know. Yeah, I mean, I could say I could see that because after listening to this album, we were like, yeah, that's a RZA beat. Oh yeah, that's a RZA beat. After this album, we 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 could tell, we yeah. could tell what a RZA beat was. We were like, that's a RZA beat, right and then. There. What you got is you would like hear, you know, and I feel like around this time you'd start to hear like RZA copy beats 
like you'd hear other people trying to do that sort of gritty. I mean, there was obviously a New York gritty sound, but I mean, there was something unique to RZA. And then you started to hear that come out a lot. And it was like, oh, nah, this ain't this ain't this wants to be a RZA beat. This ain't no fucking RZA joint. Uh, But yeah, I mean, this I again, you know, this was one of the I think the standout albums uh, in terms of production. But uh, we get into um, the Swordsman, which uh, that's another one that uh, if like if I walk down the street and I listen to this, I don't get out of the way. I just I just keep walking. And if you bump into me, then you bump into me. But it you know, it's one of the like the hook, uh, the hook. What is it? One of motherfucker steps out of his place and gets slapped in his motherfucking face. I mean, these again. These these are the hard body beats and the hard body lyrics, man. Uh, and uh, and the I don't he didn't I don't think he got into uh, Swordsman uh, when I saw him in concert. and I was kind of mad about that, but it has one of my favorite lines: "Is uh, we were on this uh, we were on the same ship when the slaves were checked. I had to pull your card. You were on the top deck." Mm. Which you know the wordplay in there of the ship and the deck and the top deck and. You know, it just, it's so much, it's fucking dope. And saw the brutal pain of whips and chains. Punishments that were set to wash the brain. Like, just flipping brainwash into what, like, come on, man. This one struck me today as I listened to it. It's, I, I feel like I, I had just been, I don't know, maybe missing it or just not understanding it. But I was listening to it today, and uh, it, I don't know, it hit me in a different way completely. And I was like, oh, Okay, we talking some some I don't know. After whatever reason, I missed I missed the its its potential depth earlier when I in a, earlier in life. But yeah, it uh, it really spoke to me today when I was listening to it. So yeah, and you know, and I don't know, not to get on a complete political rant, but like it just the days and times we live in, man. Yeah, I just I get I get you know a lot of the prophetic stuff that that he was kicking. You know what I mean? And it was crazy. If you heard, I don't know, Neil, if you heard this, uh, it. He did a track uh, at the concert where, you know how on labels he flips all the you the record, record labels, labels? yeah, yeah. Um, but he did it again with animals, like, yeah. from the jungle. He, he's done it a couple of times. He did. He's done it with uh, planets of what else? I want to say magazines. Yep, magazines. Yeah. Um, so he did it also with uh, football teams. Uh, he did it on uh, what is that? What's the collabo album with uh, DJ Muggs? Uh, Grandmasters. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he did the same thing with uh, 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 football teams, but I'd never heard him do that with Animals in the Jungle, and it was equally as dope. But Labels is obviously, you know, I mean that was the first time, you know. Tommy ain't no motherfucking boy. You know? <laughs> fake movies on that's, that's, uh, yet, yet another one of those acronyms, that witty, unpredictable talent and natural game. Yup. Like, mm. just, oh, you're spelling out Wu-Tang. All right. But like you said, this album, this album is just so, it's like, when you find those, and sometimes, you know, at this point, everybody probably has discovered them, but it's like, oh, wow, is that what you just did? Witty, unpredictable talent and natural game is so and, dope to hear, you know? <laughs> and also, we usually take another nigga's garments. That's another one too. Uh, Same word. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know why I remember that, but uh, I didn't. But to be fair, I didn't know protons and electrons always cause explosions. I didn't even hear that. I didn't even see I that didn't, one. Did, now, did, uh, did you pick that up? Just listen. That was to it? yeah. My buddy told me. A buddy told me about that. Probably when we were like, like a friend of mine uh, who I went to high school with, but we st- we kept in contact like early in our college days. Uh, had pointed that out to me. So that I have known that one since like '95, and I was like. Get the uh, fuck out of here! Somebody probably pointed out to him, but he shared it with me, and so oh yeah. Once I saw it, I didn't unsee it. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm always gonna hear it when I listen to it, man. We found yeah. things like that out because back in high school, we had like Wu Tang listening parties where <laughs> we would just all go over That's to somebody's dope. house, or sometimes we would do it at the library in school, and we would listen to the album because usually one person had the album because the rest of us didn't have any money. And mm-hmm. then we would listen to it and just break everything down. And oh, there was that's... one kid that he went to, like, the Wu-Tang store, and he had everything, and he knew everything about the Wu, and he would just sit around talking about the stuff, and there was, like, a crowd of us just around him. 
They, yeah, on man. a daily basis. I remember. <laughs> Just listening uh, to this. They used to have the, was that Wu-Tang store yep. on Staten Island? Yep. And you could go buy all the Wu wear you wanted. Yeah. And they they were trying. They were the first. It was like before uh, Bad Boy or before. Yeah. You know, before any look, of it. <laughs> when Wu-Tang Forever came out. So what was that? It was August of 97? Yes. I, had, I got a Wu-Tang logo tattooed. Oh, <laughs> so li- 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 literally on my right arm, on my, right, my on my right bicep, from a dude named Chico. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have the Wu logo <laughs> tattooed on my on my right arm. That, that shit was so sincere when Wu Tang Forever dropped. I was like, "Yep, that's it." So I got it. Is, it, is, it is on my arm. So that yeah, not only was I rocking all the Wu wear, but it was it, it, it is literally on me <laughs> forever. And after yeah. almost twenty years. Still a good decision. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I promise decision. you, it's, 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 no, it's nothing I ever uh, look back on like, oh, it's so dumb. Like, <laughs> nope, it's it's dope. And I, it, it, it's, it, it has kind of faded with time. As it turns out, I was Chico's second tattoo ever. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it, uh, it, 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 it has held up pretty well. <laughs> it's still oh, the test man. of time, T. That's, <laughs> so now is it filled in or is it just the outline? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no, it's fully all all blacked in and everything. Oh shit, dude. Uh, years years after getting it, I, when I when I was when I was married, I got my then wife's name tattooed beneath it, but um, so so it could fit with the theme. It's in a in what was described as a kung fu script. So there's this whole like kind of theme going on on my arm right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as I don't know, remember they had like the uh, uh, Asian characters. Remember yeah. when yeah. people were getting that shit tattooed? Like I have life tattooed on my arm, yeah. or water, or energy. <laughs> like at least I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's go fuck yourself in Szechuan. <laughs> 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 but all right, man. Uh, we about to. Uh, we got one more track, and then we gotta uh, get to our uh, final segment. Uh, and it's uh, I got your back. Yep. Which, if have you seen the video for this? I have. Have you T? Have you seen the video for this? I am not not in years. That's from yeah. the Fresh soundtrack, right? Yes, yep. it was from the Fresh yeah. soundtrack. God, the movie was so dope. It was just on. It was just on. Uh, it's on Black Stars. This came uh, out in '95. Okay. Yep. That's when we first heard it. We were like, "What is that?" October tenth, nineteen ninety-five. Uh, and the video opened. And it's the kid and yep. the moms are just like, where the hell you think you're going? Going out. You're not going nowhere. And then he like <laughs> runs away and he runs outside and he's just doing a bunch of dope shit in the streets. It's just and then like it's crazy because this song is not on the album or it's not in the movie. Like, you know, it's not there. But yeah. the video has, you know, it's, you know, excuse me. It's got cuts from the movie in the music video. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I feel like that's the one song that got away from Fresh was but, I Got You Back. Yeah, but this was that, that time when um, soundtracks and music pushed the movie. Yeah. yeah. They don't really do that anymore like that. No, no, they no. don't. Um, but in the, the, the video, uh, there's a kid who has a Tyson T-shirt on in it. Mm-hmm. So say no. You sold me. That, like, <laughs> that... If you got some Mike Tyson uh, uh, apparel on in your video, I'm all set. I say no more. I'm I'm all I'm all I'm all chipped in. You got me. <laughs> say no more, sir. But uh, no, this song um, back on the Ave of Livonian Bristol with a pistol sticking up Pamela and Crystal. Uh, it's um, it, you know it's funny because my mom used to teach uh, high school in upstate New York. And uh, uh, one day she was making up these, like, uh, uh, narratives problems for her kids. And she wanted them based in New York City. And she's like, you know, do you know any, like, streets in New York? And I was like, Livonia and Bristol. And she put it in a uh, problem. And there were kids that moved into the s- from the city upstate and were like, Mr. Ty, you know about Livonia and Bristol. <laughs> 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 and my mom was like, oh, my son told me. And they, of course, probably thought I was some sort of just – crossing city line drug dealer because i'm like yeah livonian bristol the home of the pistol uh but no that's uh that is one of my favorite songs uh i got you back so you best and watch your front because it's the niggas who front 
that'd be pulling stunts. Mm-hmm. And that, and if there's any uh, any sort of Oprah life lessons uh, that uh, Jizza can throw out there, I feel like that is the that's the track for it. You know what I mean? That's another one I love the way it starts. <clears throat> I like I was always taught my do's and don'ts. The do's I did, but the don'ts I said I won't. And it's yeah. just like okay. Nice. I, I like everything about that. I'm from Brooklyn, a place where stars are born. Where stars is born. It's like, that's so cold, man. Uh, streets, are, streets are shot up, apartment buildings are torn, ripped up, stripped up, shacked up, and backed up. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fiends, because the bosses on the scene got it cracked up. Like, I mean, that I that is, I mean, that, I don't know, man. This is, It's a toss-up. You know what? I'm going to go with I Got You Back as my, as my uh, track off this album. Really? Okay. Yeah. I do. I mean, just it's because you know, I the visuals it paints for me, and the fact that like this is the, the I can I can spit this entire track, beginning to end, because I just used to listen to it over and over again because it just was so it was so crazy to me back then to hear all this shit and to picture it and be like, you know, uh, sometimes you're what is it like you're living a, life's a deadly video game. Yeah, I'm trapped in a deadly video game. Yeah, that was an ill line, Trapped in a deadly video game with just one man, so I don't only watch my back, but I watch my front. Because I used to play video games and have one guy left, and I was like, I can't take no chances out here. (laughs) No chances. I'm not jumping for that extra ring. I got no lives left. (laughs) This is it. Fuck y'all. I got to live until the next board to get another life. But... Yeah, that's a uh, uh, so that's a that's an album, man. That is uh, Jizza's Liquid Swords. Yep. Uh, you know, again, beyond dope, uh, beginning to end. I have to say, uh, this is uh, one of my favorite albums, and I'm really gra- glad Tay that you picked this uh, because I mean, usually, and now obviously, I listened to this album before I got into it. But there's definitely a couple albums we've done where I was like, oh, man, i got to dig back into this. This one I can pick up without even thinking twice. Like, I could, I just, I was ready to talk. From the second you said, I was like, all right, let's do this. Excellent. Uh, so now uh, that brings us to our, uh, our final segment of the show, which uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, uh, this is called Top 5 with a Twist. Uh, basically what this involves is Neil or I, because I never remember who's up, uh, comes up with a top five uh, scenario of rap. However, there will be a twist. So, for example, it could be top five rappers from the West Coast, top five rappers from the East Coast, top five lady rappers. So you get the picture. So, uh, Neil, who's up? I, I don't remember. Well, it's me. Okay. But I really feel like I want to hear what your top five will be this week. Me? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I want to pass. You're going to defer, defer to search. Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> and if you don't have one, I got one. You know what? Hell yeah. Yeah. It's, this is this is a, yeah, this is his episode. This Why is, not? This is, I mean, there's, there's a lot of firsts <laughs> here at Jim Jam Studios. Yep. You, uh, Terrell, you are the first Skyped in guest. That yep. we've ever had, yep. so you were like the Jackie Robinson of uh, of Jim Jam Studios. Uh, so that being said, <laughs> if you have a top five of the twist, what is it? Well, let's let's run with right. it. L- literally, this came to me as we were sitting here talking. I was, you know, I thought about it. And I was like, top five remixes. Mm. Okay. It is. It is. It is. It'll be a difficult to narrow down. Hell, I'm kind of working on it myself in my mind, but. You know, with like, like, and not just like the the where they change the beat, because I mean that's cool if they change the beat, but it's even better when they change the lyrics. Okay, um, now is this open to beats or lyrics or? Well, I mean, look, I, we we have to be kind of kind of a kind of a, a, a loud for it. So yeah, if you if, yeah. You, if they just change the track, okay, then yeah, you you can you can go with, you can go with that. Okay, um, yeah, I was gonna say because this might be. That might be a little tough for uh, for your boy, <laughs> but um, all right. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll go. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. Um, and now again, this is in no particular order. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Jay Z's "Dead Presidents" remix. Okay. Uh, which uh, fuck? I mean, the original is dope, but the the remix is even more more hotter than that. Uh, Which I think they just called part two or whatever, right? Did he did he actually call it a remix? What did they name that? Um, I mean, 
I think it might be part two, actually, as you, yeah. as you say that. I think they – but it is kind of, I mean, it is the remix of the first one since, I mean, it is the same beat, but he switched it up. Um, and then I think uh, number two, I'm going to go uh, Hot Damn remix uh, by The Clips. Okay. Uh, featuring Ab Liva, Roscoe P, Cool Chain. Um, so I wanna, I'm going to go with that. Um, I'm going to go uh, – what is it? Um, and, again, this is a Jay-Z remix, but um, more uh, – oh, Mo Money, More Cash, uh, that off that of – That was uh, definitely dope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did like that a lot. Beanie Siegel comes in on it and murders it. Peep the kid from P-H-I-L-L-Y, Northwest, Southwest, Southside. Spit it for the niggas and bitches to stay fly. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be – that's going to be that. Uh, hmm. Let's see. So I've got three. And can I go four? Oh, okay, four. Uh, I'm going to go um, Raz Kaz, uh, Soul on Ice. Okay. Uh, uh, remix. Mm. Water, it's the video. Um, the Waterproof MC, you ain't wet me. You need, you need to, stop- to stop rapping and start robbing banks like Steady B. <laughs> Shit, man. You can't <laughs> fuck with him. And that and the beat comes in no matter how and it's a Diamond D remix I believe yeah uh, no matter how much green you make you never taste the avocado you just another broke Versace motherfucker shit man get out of here uh, so all right that's number four um, hmm number five God this is tough man um, I I don't know if this counts. Necessarily, well, it's it's like the radio version. So mm-hmm. no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. I was gonna say um, uh, Ice T's New Jack uh, New Jack Hustler, mm-hmm. like the <clears throat> dirty version, but that's bullshit. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna do that to us. Um, then that being said, if you leave me with number five, uh, I'm gonna go Annie Up Remix by MOP. Oh yeah, yep. legendary. Yep, classic. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Remy Ma, bring pun back. What? Bring pun back. What? So, yeah, I mean, and again, another track that I'm sure has caused a felony or two in its hay. I'm going to go uh, MOP Annie Up. Okay. So, uh, Neil. Yo, yeah, I'm ready. All right. I'm hit ready it. with my top five. All right. Um, number one, and this is in no particular order, by the way. Number one, uh, the Wuha Remix. Oh, DB. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got Lambert. I just got Lambert, man. That, I would yeah. say that would be my favorite remix of all time. It was just yeah. amazing. That video was insane. Yeah. I loved it. It was a sensory assault. I'll, I will <laughs> definitely say that. I gotta, I'm about to go steal that track. <laughs> it's uh, an amazing track. So, all right, that's number one. Number two, um, scenario two. With mm. Kid yep. Hood. Okay. And a Tribe Called Quest and Lisa New School. I felt like it didn't really catch on like the original, but it was still dope. And it was super rare back in the days. And we copied the hell out of that tape because one kid had it in high school and we just passed it around until we all got it. That's dope. Until it came out on A Love Movement on, um, on the second CD. Right, 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 right. Because we didn't have technology back then, but, you know, that was nobody. Late. Nobody did. Nope, nope. And then number three would be Cameron, What Means the World to You. Because mm. he did What what Means the World to Me, but then on, on the, the remix, what then he the brought out Ludacris, and Trina was on that, yep. and it was dope. The baddest it bitch. Was dope, yes. So, and then number four... I hope this counts. I really do. Um, it should. The Art of Storytelling Part 2, Outcast with Slick Rick. Does mm-hmm. it count? Tay, does that count? Yeah, we'll count it. Who cares? <laughs> 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 it's the best part about doing your own I show. Like, yeah. It counts. I felt <laughs> like the whole song changed when you brought out Slick Rick. But it was different on the album, though. Yeah. It was different. It was a whole different beat, so I think it counts. It counts. Yeah, it counts. Fuck that. It's it was one of my show. favorite songs ever, and I love Slick Rick. How do you and not, man? The y- original yeah. storyteller. Yep, it was dope. And then last but not least, um, 
Jeru the Damager, me not the paper. Mm. That was on Wrath of the Math. Okay. And, uh, I don't know. A lot of people, I guess, haven't heard it because it was on a single. Because he had me of the papers, but then he did me not the paper. Yes. Mm-hmm. I Dope. Jeru the Damager? Yeah. Uh, the legendary East New York uh, uh-huh. uh, rapper who's yeah. in who's in uh, he's in Germany now and uh, follows me on Instagram. Oh yeah, he's very nice. dope, very humble dude, very nice. I saw him when they did um, Return of the Crooklyn Dodges oh. out here. They had a concert and he Classic. was there. Very humble dude. He chilled for a very long time to like talk to his fans and shake his fans' hands. He was just chilling. I just walked right up to him and I was like, "Yo, thank you for all the dope music." And you know, he was he was cool. He was Peace cool. and love. I I, I recently uh, went and revisited Wrath of the Math and uh, uh, what's the one can't stop the profit on the uh, the first one. Yeah. And I was I was like, "Yo, these are good, but these are very problematic in these days." <laughs> 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 Jayru was extra homophobic, just like yeah, man. Yeah, he had a lot of beef too, but he, he was just calling people out because Wrath of the Math. He was like, yo, I just made this album to save hip-hop. That's yeah. all the insert said on credits. Talking straight shit about Puff just yep. to his face. Puff, Foxy, yep. Biggie, mm-hmm. yep. uh, Junior Mafia, all those dudes. I asked yeah. Foxy Brown about that, and she rolled her eyes at that shit. <laughs> she was like, whatever. Yeah. Fuck him. Yep. Um, all right, so that's, so that's your five? Yep, okay. that's my five. Tayrell, right. 713. Yeah. My, my, my top five has been bouncing around as we discuss this thing, but I, I think I'm going to call this this the official one. So we do it from five to one. No, uh, okay. Girl. I mean, and this is off of the blueprint. So, you know, it was two two versions of girls. Yes. yes. The later version of girls, like the the one that was on the, the like the big, like crazy track at the end there. Yeah. Like that, you let it play for like 10 minutes or whatever. And then yep. you got to it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was that version of girls is the shit. Yep. That one goes for. Okay. Uh, number four. I had I this had a Cold World, the Cold World remix with D'Angelo written down there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna skip that one out because once you said that LP remix, it made me remember the Simon Says remix. Oh and it was like Lady Luck and Buster and a bunch of other motherfuckers and yeah. that, that one goes hard. I think Rich Redman on there. I think Redman might be on there. Yeah. So that that is a real like you just took me back when you when you mentioned that MOP one. So that came to mind. So we'll call it a number four. Okay. Num- number, I'm gonna flip that to number two actually. So I'm gonna say number three. I'm gonna say I had scenario on my list, but I'm gonna flip that to number three for me. So number two, I'm going to say is uh, "Soul by the Power" remix by Common when he was still Common Sense. Mm, okay. If, 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 if you, it's because most people only know the remix, but the original version is pretty dope too. In its own its own way. Oh shit! You know what? We, <laughs> as I say that. I'm gonna I'm going to say so about about at three two is uh of uh, I got you open Black Moon, mm. yup. Because yeah, the the album version is way different than the yep. remix version, but the remix version is so dope. Yep. Okay. So so I flip that number one. I and I can't believe neither one of y'all called us now, man. One more chance, Biggie, man. Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. It's you're one right. of the yeah. greatest you're remixes right. ever, you're man. Right. It's like. Then you like like I remember when that came out, you found out like he married that woman? Goddamn, big. That was insane. So but yeah, the, the 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 difference between the album version and that video version or the remix, as it were, is is so stark and like it is a different song altogether. Yeah. The only thing they have in common is the words one more chance. That's it. So Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, we got uh, we we not we nailed down our top fives, uh top five remixes, uh courtesy of Tayroll. Tarot 713. Uh, again, a, a couple firsts here. Uh, again, thank you uh, for taking the time to come on the show and chop it Thanks up with for us. Thanks for having me. You know, uh, we really appreciate it. And, you know, again, this is our first uh, Skype guest ever. Our first guest who flipped the script and threw out their own top five yeah, of Twist. Yeah, which yeah. You, you gotta know, make you gotta make everybody do it from here on out. You gotta make like if, if, keep it keep it for a Skype thing. If you Skype in, you gotta come with a top five. Yes, oh, that's fair. Okay. I like that. That's a rule. That's right. the the Tayrell rule. That's the Tayrell rule. That's the Tayrell <laughs> rule. At that. If you are Skyped in uh, on swatches and boomboxes, a yep. retro rapper's perspective, you need to come up with your own top five, and so we can we can roll with it. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Well, you know, we about to get up out of here, but you got anything uh, you want to plug? I know you got a couple shows. Uh, throw oh, them out sure. there to sure. our listeners so yep. they can uh, uh, hear what you got. Well, I, I am the host of the Stays Cringy and Milk podcast. It's uh, we call it a comedy culture podcast. It's not comedy. I'm not. I'm not a comedian. I'm. I'm in finance by trade, but uh, we crack jokes. We have fun. It's, it's uh, the, the, the our tag for that show is it's the show you and your friends would make if you weren't so lazy. <laughs> so, I've we'll listened to milk. that podcast. Yeah. Oh well, dope. Well, <laughs> crunchy is spelled crunchy is spelled with a K, and uh, yeah. I think we do a pretty decent job. Okay. And uh, we have a music show uh, on our in our our little thing. It's called uh, a pod called Cast. I, I co-host on that one, so I don't get the, I don't I don't hold the co- the the hosting chair on that one, but I do edit it. So if you like the way it sounds, it is because uh, I did that. That's the <laughs> sub. There you go, man. There's a new episode of that that is actually I'm actually in the midst of, of editing right now. It takes a little bit because I, I I put in some effort on that one and uh, that. We recorded the episode on the night of the election, so we just sound so sullen oh, and so God. downtrodden. So just, oh, just focus on the music. Just focus. Yeah, <laughs> man, that was a rough. Uh, yeah, that's a. I feel like we'd open a can of worms with that if we were to uh, uh, talk about that again. But yeah, uh, so, so that, that's coming. That's coming soon. And like I said, I, I, I would uh, definitely uh, tweet it out and so forth. So you'll definitely know when that episode drops. Uh, uh, Stay Crunchy Milk comes out every week. I, I try to have it out every Thursday morning. So uh, go check that out. Like I said, Crunchy spell with a K. And uh, thanks for maybe giving us a listen. Dope, man. Uh, so, yeah, thanks again, man, for coming through. Uh, we appreciate you having on here, uh, talking about one of our classic albums uh, from the 90s. Uh, Neil, you got anything uh, you want to plug before we get up out of here? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I'll be performing stand-up comedy on December 2nd at uh, the Five Spot, 830. Ah, tipsy Hustle. Yeah, yeah. It's um, Freddie Sheffield's uh, Live from the Five Home yep. Comedy Show. There and you go. That's, that's a free show. And then uh, the following Friday, uh, I will be at um, the Experimental Comedy Gallery in Brooklyn. Okay. And uh, that's for Comic Sans. That's the final show of Comic Sans on December 9th. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out. I'm, uh, I'm actually going to go to their show yep. on the 26th. It's their last one at Over the Eight. Yeah, I'm yeah, go hang yeah. out there for a little bit. Uh, but sh- yeah, shout out to Darren Patterson who we had on the show. Yep, and Evan Morganson too. Uh, it's yeah. like, oh, and Evan too. Uh, but uh, all right. Uh, so you know, you can uh, find me uh, gymsearchcomedy.com, all that other good stuff too. Uh, on Instagram at gymsearch, Twitter, etc. Gymsearch. Uh, show wise, uh, I'm gonna be in Newark on the 30th at Hell's Kitchen Lounge for the comedy show. Nice. And then uh, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be in Atlanta uh, on the 8th of December at the Backstory Show at the Relapse Comedy Theater. So you can go check me out there. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, I think I got a work party I gotta go to uh, on the on the second. So maybe it's maybe be I'll a do show too. Maybe I'll do stand up there. Who knows? <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it for us. Uh, once again, uh, Tay, man, appreciate you coming through. Much Thank respect, you again for having us, love. man. And uh, of course, uh, you know, always uh, email us at swatches and boom, uh, swatches and boom boxes at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at swatches and boom. Yep. Also, download our show on iTunes, find us on Stitcher, rate us, love us, tell us how great we are. We appreciate you. And, uh, you know, as always, keep bumping that hip-hop, and we'll see you. Peace out. We love you.